Hey, good afternoon. It's uh, Jeremy with the Sissel Christmas Tree Farm, Christmas Tree Farming Podcast. Uh, it is the 20th of April. I want to give you guys a little update what we got going on on the farm. Um, past couple weeks, have finalizing the acre um, that we will be planting next year in the spring. Uh, finally got that ground worked up i know i talked about uh we had to move considerable amount of topsoil uh, from the pond that we uh, dug we we saved some of that topsoil so we used about half of it and moved it up to uh, this area because it had a lot of subsoil uh, exposed could probably use more just kind of ran out of time which is funny because i plan everything and it's just the way it goes um, got it all tilled up real nice, got it plowed. Um, then we tilled it. We sprayed um, glyphosate with a little bit of crossbow in it. Then, uh, you know, let it die off really good for about a week. And then, uh, and then I plowed it and then I tilled it. Uh, soil sample came back and it was pretty deficient in uh, all of the elements. So I used a uh, broad spectrum fertilizer using some triple 19 on it. Um, about 300 pounds an acre is what I use for the triple 19 is what it called for. And then uh, I put down a thousand pounds of sulfur for the acre. Uh, actually need a little bit more than that, but I'm, I'm planning to, put it on in two applications uh this application is kind of that pre preemptive uh application it's before we get the cover crop sown uh got the cover crop sown which is a mixture of oats egyptian wheat and hairy vetch um wanted to get it in today they's calling for rain next couple days so I wanted to go on and get it in uh, and it's raining right now so it all worked out uh, what I did is we got that we, we broadcast the sulfur and the fertilizer and everything uh, on the ground after we got we got it all tilled up pretty smooth and then we tilled it in again after we broadcast it I tilled it in uh, three or four inches deep uh, to get that incorporated into the ground so that it will uh, it will react appropriately and I, I don't know if I touched on it in the previously but you can apply sulfur kind of any time of the year you want if your ground needs sulfur uh, to uh, lower the pH or if, you, if you're applying limestone in order to raise the pH um, but the best time to do it is in spring so that you can get it incorporated into the ground and tilled in uh, get that chemical reaction going uh, it's the warm weather that actually makes that uh, chemical reaction work. If you apply sulfur in the fall, you're not getting as much bang for the buck because once it gets cold, you're not really getting much reaction at all from that sulfur and a lot of it. And then if you didn't incorporate it into the ground, um, if you didn't till it in or disc it in any, uh, it just leaches out and it's gone, right? So you, it, uh, And some of it will, will stay, but you just don't get that, that full effect. So if you can, one to two years out, 
on each of your areas, get your soil samples, get it all figured out, get the ground opened up, uh, get down any amendments that you need, and then throw a cover crop on it. And, you know, I, I gave mine, and that's kind of what I use on all of mine. I rotate uh, some in clover, but uh, for the most part, I really like the uh, sorghum, sudan grass, when I can get it. And if not, I get the Egyptian wheat because it gets really tall and it's really thick biomass. Roots really penetrate. Uh, hairy vetch is just great uh, legume. And then uh, the oats as well. The, uh, the goal being to let that grow out, get pretty tall, and I'll lay it all down. And then uh, we'll green manure that in uh, it, prior to the fall. And then I'll probably throw up a, uh, if I don't mow it at the right time, it will, it will seed itself and come back up again in the fall. I plan to kill it again with glyphosate, uh, if I need to, and then till it all in for a, a fall food plot or, you know, we'd use it as a food plot, but it, uh, cover crop, um, if needed. The, uh, what, what we also done, uh, past couple weeks within the past few days, actually, is band spraying all of the trees that we planted in the fall. Uh, they're in rows that need to be mowed now and that we've, we've been mowing. I've got mine kind of laid out into a seven by seven or an eight by seven in some places. Initially, just we just kind of started too wide. That's just a learning thing. I think uh, that everybody kind of has to go through uh, we have to go through it. We just, you got to figure out like what's optimal for you and your equipment and your space. I initially wanted the wider spacing uh, because I got plenty of, of land. You know, I, I don't really need to squeeze everything in six by six. So I ended up, I initially went with eight by eight. And then it's, it actually makes it more cumbersome uh, mowing because you got to mow it two passes down the middle and then you know one or two passes down when you cross mow it so uh this last planting that we did we've settled on uh seven foot between the rows and six foot well it's you know six to six and a half foot depending on who's measuring uh between the actual trees for mowing um going down the rows is easy is but between gets a little difficult. So it just really depends on the size of your mower and all that. I, I use an old Cub Cadet that my father-in-law kind of gave me. It's a really nice older mower. It's a hydrostatic. And uh, it's beat, you know, it, I'm not using my new zero turn on it or anything for the tree farm. Uh, but it's only 48 inches. So it can just slide on through them six foot rows, no problem. So we're going to we're going to go seven by six and I think we're just going to keep seven by six and then every 20 rows uh, we double the space up uh, kind of as a as a path uh, entry and exit path so basically each of our little plots we break them down into smaller segments uh, when we plant them uh, 20 to 25 rows we will do a larger break between them and we got a kind of a, a walking path trail that runs down the outside of the whole farm and then the inside rows of the whole farm uh, 
and I say the whole farm, but we've only planted two and a half acres so far. <laughs> but it, if it if it keeps up the way that we're doing now, it will run down the whole outside, and then it will run right down the middle uh, of the whole farm, so that when we pull trees out, we can either get them out to the exit row, um, which is really the the hot lap for four wheelers and dirt bikes right now, and uh, and then down the middle eventually when we start pulling trees out of here. Um, I said we band spray. Um, I have a backpack sprayer, and my nozzle on it was busted, so I had to resort to, for one day at least, I had to resort to using uh, just the regular old Roundup pump, you know, the regular sprayer, the small one with you just pump it and lock it in, and uh, that it just took forever. Um, because I had to go refill it after it, like two, every two rows, I had to refill it and it's only one gallon. Um, so I use, I think I said I use glyphosate. Um, everybody has their own things that they use and what works for them. And, you know, uh, I use a mixture. I don't know that I need it. I use a mixture of glyphosate with just a half dose of crossbow in it, which takes down any of the woody stuff as well that may or may not exist in, on your property. Um, there's some other stuff out there. I'm not real knowledgeable on that stuff, like gold and preen and all those. I, I really don't know. I've just been using uh, glyphosate with crossbow mixed in forever. So that's what I use because when I use it, I can spray the, tree, the, the fence rows as well, and it kills off everything, including the trees. So it, it works for me. Um, I use a big, uh, like gasoline engine, large funnel, and then that I put over the end of the nozzle. And I, I really, I just, I have a little hole that I drilled into the end of the funnel, and I zip tie that. Uh, I slide my my nozzle head through it, and then I use a little, I use a zip tie to hold it to the end and i spray inside the funnel so when i'm spraying around the trees the funnel is actually either touching the ground or it's just barely over the ground so that there's no overspray that could hit the tree now um when i am doing the band spraying i only use glyphosate i don't mix the crossbow in because uh, that would be insane because crossbow is actually for killing woody <laughs> wood, woody stuff glyphosate the uh, spray, uh, would you want to get it on a new seedling? No. Uh, will it kill them? Yes. But it, it's not actually immediate, right? Like it, as long as it's a pretty healthy seedling and you get a little overspray of the glyphosate on it, um, it's been my experience that it's either not affected or if it is, it is affected, it's, it's mildly affected. Now, if you just full on spray it and you, you know, you're spraying them, full on then yes maybe it's going to have some kind of bad re, you know outcome on those seedlings uh, and it, of course if you had the crossbow in it would definitely take them down but uh just using glyphosate for the band spraying um and then use the funnel for to control the overspray and so far it's been successful i have not had any trees die that i know of that were due to the glyphosate i probably would have because i'm pretty fast and and sloppy when it comes to spraying if i was not using the funnel i'm sure i would have killed me, uh, a bunch of trees by now just mowing i take down at least one tree every time i mow um, so i know that bad things happen if i don't use the right equipment 
Um, so did the band spraying, uh, and then like I said, in my other, I got my backpack sprayer. Uh, I did get it fixed. I had to buy a new handle for it. I think it was like $14 at Tractor Supply. Uh, got that all hooked back up. Uh, and then I, and I mixed up the glyphosate with the crossbow, and I'm uh, spraying off the field. Uh, again, I had sprayed off the field that we needed to get prepped and got that all killed off. And then, uh, which I actually did that uh, about 10 days ago. And then today, or yesterday and today, I, uh, I sprayed off the area, which is about, I'd say three quarters of an acre, maybe, maybe a little bit more, might be an acre, I don't know. The uh, area in the back part of our property, uh, spraying it down, it's going to be a dove field. So we're going to, you know, this ain't a hunting uh, podcast, but uh, we hunt, we like to hunt doves, me and my boys. And uh, we, uh, so we killed, we're killing it off now. It'll probably take about a week or so before it all dies out real good seven to ten days and then we'll till that up um and then i'll broadcast out uh black old sunflower seeds and i might get some of those giant sunflowers as well just to mix in um i usually do i do a band of black i'm sorry a brown top millet i'll do about a 10 foot band around the whole plot in brown top millet which really i just broadcast one lap around the uh Um, the entire area with this brown with the brown top millet and then I fill the whole rest of the food plot in with the uh, I just broadcast the the sunflowers I'll just mix them together whatever I get that either the ag sunflowers from uh, southern states uh, or a place that we have here called Barstown Mills uh, and then the black oil sunflowers which I just get the ones that are bird feed they're black oil sunflower seeds and they they are way cheaper than ag sunflower seeds and uh, they germinate just as well been my experience they germinate really well um, so all I do is double up um, they're so they're so much cheaper that I, I actually double up because I broadcast I double up the uh, amount that I need to put down for broadcasting based on their you know their bird feed seed type so just up if you if you want to use the same method if you get the black old sunflower seeds that are designed for bird feed at track supply or or southern states just uh if you need 30 pounds an acre just put down like 50 and that's what i do uh, i'll put down 50 pounds of them on an acre uh and broadcast them in so we tilt we uh we kill off the grass um then I'll, I'll single bottom plow it sometimes or I'll just till it. This really depends on how much thatch or uh, sod level, how, how bad it really is. Um, but I'll till it up and then I'll wait probably a week and then I'll till it again because it'll take, it'll take a little while to just kind of get dried out real good the first time you open it up. And if you're in a rush, you don't have to. Uh, but we, I kind of plan things out so I don't have to do it all at one time. Try to. And then uh, I'll till it again, um, get that seed bed uh, going. Uh, I'll till, and then on the back of my till tiller, I use, I've got an eight foot by eight foot, uh, is eight, uh, six by eight uh, chain harrow. And it weighs, 
I'd say three or four hundred pounds, if not more. Uh, and uh, at the back of the tiller, I'll drag that chain harrow, and I'll drag it in the aggressive pattern, where it's kind of the tongs are facing down and facing forward, right? Um, so it's digging grooves. It's digging little one-inch grooves through all the dirt, and then we'll go hook up the cedar. I've got I use a fertilizer spreader, the broadcaster, and then I'll hook up I'll hook up that same chain harrow, but I'll flip it upside down so that the loops are facing the ground so it's really kind of just covering everything up if that makes sense. Uh, we'll seed it and then I'll drag that chain harrow over it and cover all the seed up. Uh, I've had pretty good success with that, no complaints. Uh, I know a lot of guys that are very uh, meticulous on their sunflower seeds, they'll actually either drill them or they'll they'll rose they'll they'll use a pusher you know one of those some uh seed planters like a garden planter and they'll push it down the rows uh i just soon buy the extra 20 pounds per acre and broadcast it and use the chain harrow and everything to cover it all up now if you have a cultipacker or any kind of landscape pack cultipacker like a water blivet deal that would work too i don't have one uh, but I've never had any issues doing it the way with, I dig the ruts with the chain harrow and then cover it up with the opposite side, and it'll all come up. So that's that's what I do. I don't water it or anything. Um, I guess I could if I didn't get any rain for two weeks. I probably would um, need to water it. Otherwise, the birds will pick it all up. Um, so we're all set there. What else do we got going on in the past seven to ten days since the last uh, deal? I mentioned a single bottom plow, uh, my old plow that uh, was handed down to me. Uh, it was actually too big for my tractor. My tractor's a three series, which is still a compact tractor. Uh, one day, maybe I'll hit the lottery and I can get like a four or five series tractor that's just a little bit bigger. Um, but for now, I've got what I got, and I got it at a great price, so happy to have it. But uh, the plow that was handed down to me was definitely made for a uh, a crop row row tractor, a taller stature tractor. I've been I tried to use it, I've been using it, and uh, you know what? It finally broke. <laughs> so the uh, it's fixable, of course. It's just the bolts that hold the plow straight. Uh, so for now, it's in a it's in a fence row. <laughs> Uh, and I just went and bought a brand new um, country line middle buster plow, you know, potato plow. Uh, and I use that, and it's the right size, and it's perfect. So uh, no regrets there. It was only like 190 bucks, um, and I can't, I couldn't be happier with it. Didn't even have to assemble it. It was good. So I have, uh, you know, we may do a, a podcast on on implements and what i've got but i don't have anything fancy uh like uh, i have a tractor and it's like i said it's a three series john deere tractor um i have chain harrow i've got a bra- uh, fertilizer spreader i've got a uh, subsoiler i've got you know just the basic stuff and i won't go into all of it right now but uh nothing nothing too fancy uh maybe one day uh, but uh for now that's what i got uh, that's going to bring us to the end. It's been about 20 minutes. Again, uh, if if you like what you're hearing, uh, please uh, head on over to our Facebook page or our Instagram page and like those if you would. Uh, send us an email. It's uh, sisseltreefarm at gmail.com. 
Uh, our website is uh, christmastreeky.com, uh, or you can just Google Sissel Christmas Tree Farm. Uh, let us know what you think and uh, what you would like to hear about in the next episode. It, now that spring is over, it's probably going to be a minute before we have another episode. There's not a lot of not not a lot to do. Uh, spoiler: uh, the next thing up is uh, is fertilizing the trees. Uh, that need it and uh, that'll be the next uh, podcast uh, the spring fertilizing that we need to do and 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 all that Um, and talk to you next time bye